What's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned into an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast. Um, y'all, this week been doing a whole lot. It's just been a whole lot. It's real been really been busy. When I say I've been earning my check for the last three months, if I never worked hard in my life, I've been working hard. So if episodes get a little dicey it's because your girl trying to figure life out and it's just a lot to maintain for a young for a teenage 33 year old like myself um but y'all will be happy some updates about me i started juicing again loving it i started i took december off from the gym not on purpose life was just happening and the last time i went to the gym was like the beginning of december but i enjoyed it i loved it had a good time i'm ready one thing about me i told you on last week's episode if i don't do nothing else i hibernate i focus during the beginning the first half of the year like i'm super laser focused i only go out for people's birthdays and things like that like other than that i'm in the house i'm in the gym i'm you know in my bag, focus down. Um, but yeah, but I had some time to watch some TV this past week. And when I say I didn't realize that we weren't having like East Coast people on TV like that no more. Like I forgot, like a lot of reality shows have been in the South lately. Mind you, I don't feel like Philly needs a reality show, but I do miss like that East Coast vibe of reality TV. Like I love a good New York girl, you know, I love a New York girly. I love like Jersey, Philly, you know, DC type of vibe. Like I feel like we haven't been seeing it. And like, I feel like we only been focused on like influencers that are like in the South or like reality stars that's in the South. And it's like, no, East Coast still got it. Like we really be starting the trends and everything. So I love to see it. So I watched the Impact NYC on VH1. I absolutely loved it down. Like, I love the group of girls they put together. I think it's very interesting. Um, I love the swag. I love the it girlness. Like, new, like, East Coast it girl be more than, like, a fashion over outfit and some heels in the bag. Like, it's swag. It's, like... It's makeup, but it's like that pretty makeup. Like not like I feel like in a like in other like on the other impact show in Atlanta, it's like very dragish. But like up here it's like we do like natural glam, like natural glam looks. And then when but it's like fashionable, like everything is fashion forward. So I'm gonna tell y'all who I like on the show. I like Ella Benz. I like her. She's she seems like a young girl that I want to see evolve. Um, she reminds me of like the girl that dated the same guy forever, but she never had like life experience. She basically, you know, went from her mama house to dating this boy. Like she went from being a teenager to basically a wife. And I would like to see her like in her, you know, while on the show gain some independence and really pop her stuff and like really full throttle be herself. Like she has charisma, but I feel like she doesn't tap into it. She seems very shy, but like a decent person. So I would like to kind of see her, you know, evolve through this show. Like, you know, get into acting. They say she can sing, like sing, just do stuff outside of her relationship with a boogie with the hoodie which is like a very I want him to change his rap name it's just very long for no reason um my girl Cleo Trappa she's an influencer I like her she's super funny on Instagram she um she's rapping too I listened to her song today it was cute it's like a cute bop like it remind me of like like when uh like that Gwen Stefani vibe you know like it's like rap but it's pop and it's like catchy harajuku like i like it um but also she's a quick she's quick with it i love a girl like that's what i be feeling like is missing from reality shows is like 
people are not quick with it no more. Like they're just like they're confessional shady. Like I like when somebody check you in a moment. Um, Dream Dial. I feel like Dream Dial evolved a lot because I honestly did not care for Dream Dial. Um, but she was on a Bad Girls Club. Didn't care for her on there. I didn't care for her on Love and Hip Hop. Um, but I like her. Um, she's 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 grown. Like you, I I appreciate Groove. Like you can tell she grew a lot lately, and um, I like her. She's decent, you know. Um. Sorry, y'all. I had to close something out. It's weird. And then, you know, life be life and shit be too technical. But yeah, so sorry, shit got weird. I'm going to keep that in because y'all won't realize how how hard it is podcasting. But yeah, um... Yeah, I like Dream Doll now. I feel like she grew up a lot. She kind of probably realized like she looked like a loser on the other shows. And, you know, nobody wants to be a loser. So, but she seems very sweet, very family oriented. It just seems like, you know, it just happens when like people grow up. Like she just seemed like, you know, she was young back then. She grew up. She's not messy. She's on like some growth shit. And that's good, you know. We appreciate growth around here. I ain't going, you know, harass the girl for her past. But if it look like you growing, I'm with you, I, you know, until you prove me wrong. Uh, Bernice Burgos is on there, which is cute because she like an OG influencer. Um, I don't feel like she's going to give much. Also, let me say this. Y'all can never make me hate her. And y'all can never make me hate on her. The bitch is beautiful. Y'all always want to call her grandma. She's a grandma. I don't care about none of that. That girl look like she's 25. She looks good. It don't matter. If I'm a grandma, I'm going to look like that. Y'all can't make me hear her. She looks good. She looks good. And it's not about... She don't got no fillers or nothing. She don't got no nose drop. All she got is a BBL. She said before, I think she's selling a breakfast club. She had her breasts done years and years ago. And she got a BBL years ago. Her body is like that because she goes to the gym, she eats good, she work out, and she ain't in these messy streets, you know, she drink her water, she looks great. But in addition to her being on her show, on the show, her oldest daughter, Ashley, is also on the show. And so far, like Ashley, it seems like she peeping the vibe out, she wants to step outside of her mom's shadow, she's also an influencer and a, and like a host, she wants to be a rapper. I also listen to some of her songs. It's cute enough. Like, it sounds like what everybody else doing. Like, I don't feel like it's bad. Like, it's cool, you know. I feel like she just need that one, like, little hit right there. All you need is one. Like, it should be good. Um, Who else is on the show? Ugh. Chinese Kitty. I don't like her. I didn't like her on Love and Hip Hop. She just is always messy. So, you know, it always got to be one at the girls' night. Like, when you do, like, a girls' night with mixed company, it's always a friend of somebody else's that show up and be weird. Like, that can never be cool. And you, like, wondering why that person brought them. That's Chinese Kitty. So she tried to be messy with, like, Cleo Trapper. And she was like, oh, you know, I know you. You had beef with my stylist. And Cleo checked her right in a moment and was like, damn, you just pulled that out your ass out of nowhere. Because they were playing like Risha Roulette. And it was just like left field. Like, wait, what? And she was like, you just pulled that out your ass. What does that got to do with you? Like, I got beef with him because I paid him to do work that he did not do. But let me, like, tell me what that got to do with you. Like, that has nothing to do with you. And she was like, oh, you know, I feel that, I feel that. Like, she, like, quickly shut her mouth because, like, what exactly are you saying? What exactly are you saying? Like, it's getting real weird. You know, you guys do this weird stuff with people and be messy. And y'all don't know. I always say this. You don't know. These people, these girls that you're on a show with, Chinese Kitty, 
they never did reality TV. They don't know if you are just doing this shit for cameras or if you're being messy. And when you're being messy, either way is weird. Like one thing about like people that grew up, like I feel like she probably is from New York, but she it's probably been a long time since she been on the East Coast for real. Like I feel like with people up like Northeast people, like we're very direct for the most part. Like, what's the problem? Like, let's get to it because nobody feels like being in weird spaces. Like we're just very blunt people because it's kind of like. If you got an issue with me, let me know because I don't have to be nice. I don't have to talk to you. We don't have to say nothing to each other moving forward. So if you're going to be messy, do it with your chest. Like, so, yeah, she's being weird. She got weird with Dream Doll, too. Started an argument basically about some music stuff that um, basically um, Dream Doll wanted 15 grand for a um, feature that she did. With Chinese Kitty. She didn't want it for the feature. She wanted it for the video. Chinese Kitty said she wasn't paying her no 15 grand. Dream Doll said, okay, cool. Just pay for my glam. Meaning her hairstylist and her makeup artist and maybe a stylist. Whatever. Um, Maybe, maybe not like a stylist. But y'all all know that Arrogant Tay does Dream Doll's hair. Baby, pay that man his three sticks or more. And call it a day if you want the girl to do the video. And what's funny to me is to see girls that are like, oh, I'm rich. I got diamonds. I got Birkins. I got this. I got that. You know, I wipe my behind with Gucci. Like, I live in a high rise. I get money. I'm rich. You crying about 15 grand? I ain't going to 15 grand is a lot for me. And most people, but I don't ever claim to be rich. Like y'all be rich. Y'all gotta stop saying that y'all rich. And when it's time to talk that rich talk, that money talk, y'all be quiet. Y'all be real quiet. Because I feel like Dream Doll, I feel like she does like hostings. She's an influencer. She posts your stuff. She probably, you know, is is probably gonna do some money on the back end. So I feel like if the song was decent enough, I love Dream Doll's song with Cash Doll Fantasy. Y'all gotta go listen to that. And I like Dream Doll last mixtape. I don't know if Dream Doll wanna be an artist for a time like that. But I do like how I liked how she switched her flow up. Um and she's more, you know, a little guy real race spirit tone. So I don't know. It's weird. But I'm gonna keep watching um Impact New York. I think it's gonna be better than ATL because ATL is kinda boring. And they be politicking and being real hush-hush, classy Southern Bells a little bit. And I need kind of like that directness of New York City to come back. Like, I miss loving hip-hop when it was like Cardi, Bianca, um, Mariah Lynn, and Dream Doll, and that other girl, Brianna, I think her name is. Like, I love that young energy when they were just like ready to be like, wah, 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 wah. Like, I love that. I missed it. Like, we don't have none of that. I mean, I guess you could say it on, like, baddies. But, like, those heifers are just unhinged. Like, I feel like with the New York girls, they just talk a little aggressive. Like, I miss that aggressiveness. Um, also, what else did I watch? Oh, I went to go see Mean Girls the Musical, so y'all won't have to. It's it's cute. It's a cute little bop. Like, I would wait for it to go on Prime if I were you. Like, it's cute. The songs are not good. Like, it's not catchy songs. Like, I don't mind a musical if I like the music. Like, y'all just making music for the sake of music, but, like, it don't sound good. Like, remember on Freaky Friday? It wasn't a musical, but Lizzie Lohan's character was in a band. Those The music, like, it was popping. Like, the songs made sense. They were good. It was lit. Even with um, what other movie like the Cheetah Girls, like I love a musical where their music is good. Like I love like good music. Like Mean Girls, the musical music was trash. Like I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, and it was just like singing just for the sake of singing. Like it was songs, just making songs about 
you know, everybody's popular scene, like favorite scenes, I feel like. Like all the like popular scenes that we all talk about when we like quote Mean Girls, they basically made a song about. Which, you know, whatever to each song, it's not really for me. Also, be very, very um, aware. I did not realize that Gen Zers would want to see this movie because I feel like, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess they would because, you know, this is their time. You know, my old age shouldn't have been in there. But it, it was very Gen Z friendly. I feel like anything that was problematic in the first movie is not in it. Um, anything that, like, makes you raise a brow is not in it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I would say that much. And I don't know. the But the star, the breakout star for me was the young man or young person that played Damien in Mean Girls. I, the, I loved it. I feel like Damien should have always been black. Like, I love him. Um, them. I'm not sure what their pronoun is. But, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was good. He was good. They were good in the show. <laughs> I don't know, child. Don't cancel me. He's in Gen Z. I didn't look it up. Um, but it was good. It was real good. Um, he, their character, their scenes. Um, I like the diversity of it all. You know, Karen was Indian. Was an Indian girl, I think. Um, what's her name? Gretchen Wieners. Instead of being Jewish, she was like, like they. I think they said she was like Latino. Um, yeah, it was cute. Um, Renee Raff um, from Sex Lives of College Girls played Regina George, which I didn't know that she played Regina George in a musical either. But she was like Kirby. I didn't know she was that Kirby. So I liked it. It was it was giving body yadi yadi. Um, yeah, so it was real cute. Also, I peeked at Nia, little Nia from Dance Moms was in it. She has a little quick second in it, but you go ahead, Nia. They counted you out and you showed them. But yeah, last week I talked to you guys about Young Thug, um, court case. Well, today before the show, I saw that, um, before I started recording the show, I saw that like somebody from the jail, released a video of his visit with Mariah the Scientist, which is his girlfriend. She's an R&B singer who I just started getting into her music and I kind of like it. I love, you know what? Scorpios make the best songwriters for me as a Scorpio, because I feel like I get what she be saying. Just like SZA. Like I get it. Y'all get me. That's my mindset. Like we, she said, only Alan Steve would have got us together. Like, yes, that's it. That was the only thing that was going to pull us back together. When you lied, once you showed me your representative, I was over it. Don't want to talk to you. Bye. You ruined the fantasy for me. Once you let me know who you really are, you ruined it. And it's done. You're a liar. I don't like you. Move around. Scram. Um. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they like, I just feel like it's nowhere you could be private anymore. Like, it's bad enough when people are in jail. Like, all right, we all know it's being recorded, but it's supposed to be recorded in the sense if they, um, if they commit crimes, right? If no crimes are being committed and you just happen to be, like, leaking the security footage and there was no crimes being committed, no nothing that jams them up legally. Why did y'all do that? When I say, baby, if I was Mariah the Scientist, I would have recorded it. Because she was just like, you know, vulnerable, talking to him. You know how you do when you talk to your, like, man. And it's just like, how I talk to my man on the phone or when I see him to make him feel good? Like, why would you record that and post it? It's giving weird. Like, at some point, y'all got to give people some type of privacy. It's getting, like, everybody's need to know everybody's business is just getting too weird. And everybody need to put us, sorry, to put us in their business is being weird, too. Because it was this guy that went viral on TikTok because he wanted to show us how him and his girlfriend were cheating the system by living inside a storage unit while currently living inside a storage unit 
showing how they have a whole place set up like a studio and that they use the bathroom and the storage. And because the storage unit is 24 hours, they got like an air fryer, some hot plates, a space heater, like all types of stuff in there. And the girlfriend is like on a, on a sleeping bed, like a, um, air mattress taking a nap. And he's like on social media and it gets millions of views. And then He's like bragging about how much money they're saving and how this is so useful. And I'm not, I'm not knocking because I know people have done this for a very long time. Like very long time have done stuff like this. It's not foreign. My problem is always why do y'all get on social media while you're doing these things to get ahead? Like if this is how you're trying to survive right now, did you really need a viral video on social media? detailing how your current living situation is you could have filmed it and then when you moved out if you were still getting away with it then post it once you already have all your ducks in a row like I just feel like people just do things that make no sense that's like being at your job and getting on social media and talking about how you hate your job like but you still need that job you do not have a new job you are not hired anywhere else you know you're not you know entrepreneur because I feel like if you do that with your old job then your new job won't look at you crazy like nobody ever thinks anymore so basically the storage unit he he's obviously violating uh their code and their contract and everything else is like it's not feasible to live there you know um and you're not supposed to it's supposed to be to keep storage it's not you know it's unsafe, you know, if anything was to happen, if there was like a flooding or anything like that, you should not be in there. Like you're putting them at risk, right? Um, of a lawsuit, if should anything happen or occur to you, you know what I mean? Somebody can go in, rob the storage units and you could be caught in a crossfire and you weren't even supposed to be there. You know, that just, it just becomes a liability, but it's like, it's the need of wanting to overshare and then being surprised about the consequences of your oversharing is where I just don't understand. Like, I think that's what's get weird to me. Like, I am an older, I'm not an older millennial. I'm like mid-millennial, you know, like me, like I'm a true millennial. Like I wasn't born in the 80s, but like, I'm, a, I, you know, I mean, I'm up there, you know what I mean? I ain't 40 yet. So, like, I can still get with the Gen Z years a little bit. But um, I don't get it. And I think, like, my brain has always been, like, you don't put your, all your business out on social media. You leave some things to yourself. You don't overshare. You put out stuff that is old or you're over with. Like, you know, when I was in college, it was preached in my head very simply. Don't post a video or a picture of you holding a red cup because then jobs won't hire you. And it's like... A job won't hire me if I, in college, had a red cup like everybody else in college. Like, what the heck is that? You know, like, where does where do they do that at? That doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? Um. So that's that's awkward. Um. Like, I never understood just putting all of your business on social media, and then um. It's this mom on TikTok. I don't know what's real with these people. They're just too weird. And I really do hope social services does intervene because I just don't like to see um, people bullying a child. So there's this family on TikTok. The guy's name is like NFL Lee and his girlfriend has four children. And he has gone viral for like, posting the girlfriend kids they haven't even been together a year the door the girlfriend has a daughter that's um a little plus size she's like seven she's you know a cute little girl um she's a little heavier set and he'll like post videos of her crying about food or calling her greedy he posted I think I went off on this or maybe I wasn't recording but like during the holidays um, a t um, one of their fans or their followers sent the girl, um, fat tummy tea or something, um, for Christmas. And he posted it on social media and she was crying about it. The mom, he has done a video 
where he woke all the kids up and told them that their mom died and the mom was hiding under like something in the garage hiding from them and he recorded all of the kids reaction to their mother passing away and she was not dead obviously um it's just been a lot of weird things that have been posted and i for one am disgusted by it because i just feel like one as a mother i don't know why you would subject your kids to such trauma and disrespect and why do you I mean, I guess they make a lot of money from TikTok, but why are you exploiting your child? Why are you um, allowing a man to exploit your child? I don't care if that was her father. Why would you allow anyone to hurt or harm or hurt your child's feelings? Like, that's so weird. It's so disgusting. And it's weird. It's like social media was never supposed to be used in this way. Like, it just wasn't. And it it just becomes very disgusting. And he lied and said it was like this thing where people were trying to get CPS involved. There were people making claims, but um, CPS has yet to um, remove the children. He tried to do this prank where he told all of um, TikTok that CPS came and got the kids and the mom was involved on the TikTok talking about how her kids is going and she packing up their stuff. It that is just disgusting. It's just honestly disgusting. And I just I really, really, really feel bad for the children that are involved. I really am. I I pray that CPS actually does the job that they're hired to do and whatever state they're in and actually like arrest this this family because it's disgusting. It's like super disgusting. It's super weird. I hate it. 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 Um, what else is? What else is tea? Oh, so also, you know, one thing about me, I really just don't care for like people having opinions on things that they've never experienced in such a detrimental way or in a bullying way. Um, just to express your opinion. So about two weeks ago, I believe, um, or a week ago, Snoop Dogg's daughter, which is his youngest child, um, Corey Brodus, was rushed to the hospital due to having a severe stroke. Now, Corey has had lupus since she was at least six years old, I believe. Um, and if you know how lupus is, is basically you can be fine one day and the next day or a next month, your organs are basically attacking yourself. Like your cells is take, like tackling, you know, attacking your body and she, you know, is unable to be controlled. They're trying to do it with medicine, but there's no cure for lupus. There's money, there's medicine can, that can help sustain your life. But, you know, they, people that have lupus often are very sick, very weak. Their bodies hurt. Different things happen. Like some people get to have to go. Some people have to go on dialysis because their organs are shutting down. You know, just different variants of it. It's, it's very hard to tell, you know, what can happen. Um, and she has had, she has been... Um, She's been suffering for lupus most of le- basically all her life. And um, you know, she just she just posted like, you know, she um suffered, she's only 24 and she suffered a severe stroke. And, you know, just asking God why, you know, does she have to go through that? And, you know, when I saw it, I honestly felt terrible because that disease in itself is very tough. But to be diagnosed at six years old and literally had to live your whole life knowing that you can't do things like other kids, knowing that you have to be mature when you shouldn't have to be, knowing that, you know, one day you can go have ice cream with your friends and the next day you're in the hospital for weeks at a time not knowing if you'll live or being six years old, from six years old to 24, being in fear of dying because you don't know because you're in so much pain that it feels unbearable 
or they're telling you there's no cure and you're trying everything that the doctors are telling you to do. Like, honestly, I felt so bad. Like, I literally just felt bad. Like, she's a beautiful girl. And I get what she was saying. Like, you know, she has yet to live a very, her life has never been normal, you know? I mean, outside of the fact that she's the daughter of Snoop Dogg, like, just to grow up ill in that way, I just extremely, like, it just broke my heart to see. Um, What pissed me off the first part was people saying because she's overweight. Let me tell you something. Stop worrying about people weight. Everybody, the girl's not overweight. She's not skinny. Mind you, I know people that have had lupus that are pencil thin, and they have also had strokes. They've also been on dialysis. They've also been anything else, had pancreatic issues, like all types of stuff. Everything is not attributed to weight. And all y'all do, anytime something happens to someone that is not a size three, to zero, y'all always want to blame weight. It's not always weight. And y'all use it as an excuse to be fat phobic and say very nasty and derogatory things. And I'm not talking about, you know, the 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 BS fat phobia, like where people are like, oh, the the chairs are too small or you know, this or that or why, you know, we're talking real stuff. Like thousands of people, you're sick in a hospital with a stroke at 24 years old due to complications of lupus, which, you know, is very, it's normally unnormal things that's happening to you. It's normal for lupus. It's unnormal for a 24-year-old to have a stroke. And these people decide because they hate people that are not, that don't look like them and they hate themselves, that they're putting out there in the world, oh, you know, yeah, if you lost just a little bit of weight, how? How's she going to go to the gym if her body's in pain? How does she regulate her metabolism when all her her entire bodily function is out of weight and she has no control? She could literally eat carrots and she could still gain weight. Like, you don't know how her body is not working in the way it's supposed to. Stupid. Like, are you, like, are you well? That's the stuff that aggravates me because it's just like I hate when people are just mean and nasty for no reason. Like this little girl has literally done nothing. And I'm not trying to little girl her like in a disrespectful way. I'm just I'm just like 10 years older. This girl has literally done nothing but exist. She has never did nothing to any of you people. Literally just be a beautiful black girl living her life with her family and her man. And just existing in this world. Like, she has literally never done anything to anybody. Y'all are just mean and nasty. And I just feel like y'all just not scared of hell enough for me. Um, Speaking of, I see this article written by The Neighborhood Talk. And I honestly, it just disgusted me. I'm going to read y'all their article. I'm going to read y'all their headline. Because this is the second thing that pissed me off. So the Neighborhood Talk, the blog, says Snoop Dogg's daughter, Corey Brodus, revealed in a resurfaced interview that she stopped taking her lupus medicine and opted into a more holistic approach months before her recent stroke. Hmm. The girl, the person who wrote it name is the real Michelle. Grow up, sister, because this was disgusting. She wrote, Neighbors, what y'all think about this? Yesterday, Snoop Dogg's daughter, Corey Brodus, revealed that she had a stroke at 24. Though she didn't say what caused her medical emergency, Corey has always been open about her battle with lupus, which she was diagnosed with at the age of six. In light of her recent health scare, People Magazine republished an exclusive interview they had with Corey back in September, where she explained why she decided to stop taking her lupus medicine and move towards a more holistic practice. I've been good, better than I've ever been, she said to people. I stopped taking all of my medication like five months ago, bro, this year. I'm just doing everything natural, all types of herbs, sea moss teas. I started working out and drinking lots of water. So now I think my body's like, okay, this is the new program and she's getting used to it. The medicine made me feel like I was going insane. I've had medication since I was six years old, depending on these drugs all my life. So I wanted better for myself. 
I wanted to change because it just became a lot. I'm only 24 years old. I'm taking 10 to 12 pills every single day. So I kind of just went cold turkey. My body is not achy. When you have lupus, that's one of the number one things. You have achy joints, you have arthritis. And now I'm like, damn, I'm not complaining about my knees, my feet, my hands, my back. It's continuously a learning process because there's so much more I could be doing. She explained, noted that she still struggles with eating terribly and not getting the proper rest. If I can do a whole 360 change and get healthy all around, I think I would be so good. But I tell people all the time, it's a day-by-day process. Things are going to take time. Nothing is going to happen overnight. People in the neighborhood talk, are y'all disgusting or what? Do you know how freaking nasty it has to be to resurface an article like this in the wake of somebody having a stroke? Are y'all trying to blame the fact that she tried holistic approaches due to the fact that she has had this disease since she was six years old? She's been medicated since she was six years old. She has had stints in the hospital since she was six years old. And for one point in her life, she tried to do a holistic approach, but she tried to do something different due to the fact that said medicine was not making her feel any better. You do not know what it's like to have an invisible disease to other people. You do not know what it's like to have to wake up and take medicine like pills and pills and pills on a daily basis and knowing that if you skip a dosage you feel like you could die you know nothing about that and to repost this so that your pea brain subscribers followers and fans can interact with and give their unsolicited ass opinion are you well this girl isn't even released from the hospital And this is where it comes in, where I just realized none of this stuff is real. And y'all are all disgusting people. And that because y'all feel like, oh, it's just social media and y'all can just give your nasty ass opinions all the time. And I really tried not to curse this much on the show. But like, just because y'all want to give y'all nasty opinions and you want to be nasty me and just spread negativity and your misery all over the world, you get on the internet and you post an article like this so that nasty, disgusting people can that are angry and mad can give their unsolicited, nasty-ass opinion about somebody that has never done anything for nobody. I'm sorry. I don't feel like she did anything wrong. I feel like, you know, you've never been on a medication like that your entire life. And if she wants to try something different and it worked for months, And this article was written in September. And if she says that for five months, she's felt good, that means for nine months, she had a really good, for for the first time in her life, she probably felt the best she ever felt. And maybe due to lupus, you know, working with the joints, working with your body, your body's basically betraying you. She probably would have had a stroke, whether she was on holistic meds or not. So if she was on regular medicine, which y'all would y'all would have literally just been like, oh yeah, y'all gotta stop doing that Western medicine. Do-do-do. Y'all are the same people that are in the comments talking about some why would she stop taking her medicine? Y'all are the same people that didn't want to get vaccinated. We literally saw millions of people die from COVID and you didn't want to be vaccinated. If you get diagnosed with cancer, your ass is gonna run to get fucking chemotherapy. But then Y'all want to say that uh, vaccines and all of this stuff is poison, but the fact that the girl didn't want to be on medication anymore, she's stupid. She shouldn't have did that. Oh, that's why she had a stroke. That's what, no, that's not how none of this works. We don't know. Science is not proven for every single body. Maybe going forward, she might have realized, okay, I'm going to take medicine, but I'm also going to do things holistically. And maybe if both of them are together, I might feel a lot better. But doing one independent of the other has not been helpful for me. Why don't, but the thing is, y'all never pray for people. Y'all don't feel like, I really pray that this girl is okay. I pray that she is able to live her life as fully as possible because nobody deserves to have such a, you know, aggressive diagnosis between the ages of six and 24. That's young. 
At 24 years old, she should be just graduating from college, living her life, figuring shit out. But because of this disease, she doesn't know what she can do on a day-to-day basis. Y'all are so nasty and so disgusting that it makes it very hard to interact on social media. And it's like, at this point, I don't even like talking. I don't even like talking. I don't like adding to the conversation because I just realize you people are not real people. And I'm not even talking about the AI bots that just be in the comments. Like you people that just like, oh yeah, I want to wake up and ruin lives. Like it's disgusting. I just want to say something unsolicited and mean and nasty that's not going to add to the conversation because, you know, rents do and I don't have it. I pray that a lot of people who write these nasty things and even the people at people magazine in the neighborhood talk that even published this bs understand how disgusting it is because all you did was usher away for people to hate and spew hatred and nastiness because honestly if they wanted to if people cared about your article people where she talked about this five months ago they would have filmed it y'all always trying to blame people for shit that has nothing to do with them but that's just the way the things happen. Disgusting. I'm over it. I'm over you people. It's, it's trash Very trash. What else we going to talk about? Hmm. Uh, the Breakfast Club talking about scissors. The new Mary, Mary J. Blige. Why do y'all do that? Why do y'all always compare people to like somebody that is like still making music alive and well and they have nothing in like there's nothing that compares SZA and Mary J. Blige and that's no disrespect to either woman. I just feel like they're very total different artists. There is no there's nothing about SZA that reminds me of Mary J. Blige and vice versa. There's nothing even about the music that they make that reminds me of it or their artistry. There's literally nothing comparing the two of them. But instead, y'all put, when y'all put that out there, y'all are comparing a newer artist to a legend. And SZA is building her career and there's a lot of respect there for her. And she's her own artist. But what it does is, once again, back to my last topic, is create a way for people to bring somebody else down to bring others up with both of these women. When in reality, there's nothing in comparison. That's like literal apples and oranges. If I ever heard, and I'm big fans of both of these women, big, big fans. You can tell me that one similarity that they have other than being black women, black women that are musical artists, they don't sound alike. They don't look alike. Their songs don't sound alike. Their artistry doesn't, is not parallel. You, I never seen SZA with a knee-high boot and leather. I've never heard Mary J. Blige make sounds. Like, literally grow up. Like, just grow up. Like, if y'all want to compare anybody, compare how y'all show used to be versus where it's at now. Compare The Breakfast Club at its height versus now. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about when when Charlemagne was a deviant versus this fake savant of a therapist that he is right now. Let's compare those two. Let's compare when DJ Envy was cheating on his wife versus DJ Envy now getting sued for fraud. Let's talk about that. Let's compare that. Let's compare those notes right there. If we're going to compare anything, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You can't. Y'all always want to talk about everything but what y'all got going on. Miss me. All right, y'all. It's time for the glow up topic. So, um, y'all know I listen. I don't I haven't listened to like a lot of podcasts as much since I started my own podcast, just due to the fact that one, I don't have as much time, and two, I don't like to listen to other people's thoughts too much because I like to keep my content very unique to me and my opinion is very unique to me and I don't like to talk about I don't like to um be influenced about the other things people do so I haven't um listened to horrible decisions in some time and that was one of my favorite podcasts I really enjoyed them 
I've seen the show live. Hold on. Y'all know. We on the phone. So I saw their show live before and I enjoyed it. I, you know, both girls are very funny to me. They're cool. Um, I thought the show back when I was like, you know, you know, before a lot of this stuff was popular with like sex positive podcasts, I feel like it was very, you know, a good show for black women to listen and tune into and just learn different things. So um, I always give them their awards for that. But one of the episodes that was like going down in podcast, like, oh, this was a mess. This is messy, messy, messy was episode 77. And I remember that because me and my friend was listening to that at work. And I was like, oh, it was when Weezy and Mandy was beefing because they had its biggest Twitter fight on on yeah they had the biggest fight on twitter um and then they needed to have a therapist because they were about to not do the show no more but grace to god five years later they're still doing this i think it's seven years later they're still doing the show and when i met them they genuinely were nice and friendly to each other um i have a picture with them they were super cute super nice but um i guess basically it was a misunderstanding that they had uh regarding a joke that was made on the behalf at the expense of Mandy. And one of their staff members, Alex, was a part of the joke. Mandy did not like this joke. She felt like it was not funny. It was at the expense of her. She was working through a lot of different issues. She felt um, like, although we have a sex-positive podcast, you do not get to put bodies on me. And you don't, and because I'm a plus size girl, you don't get to say that I'm sleeping around or somebody can, you know, sex the pounds away off of me and that I'm sleeping for videos. Because just because we have a sex based podcast, and also you don't get to make fun of my body or even put it out there that I'm doing anything with anybody else. And you know, back then people thought that she was um blowing it out of proportion. I don't feel like she did, I think, but I also don't feel like I think she felt like Wheezy um didn't help the situation. I think Wheezy was honestly just caught off guard and due to the fact that they were not friends but they were business partners and they didn't have a friendly um banter. I think, honestly, Weezy probably just clammed up a bit and didn't know what exactly to say or even, you know, how to bring it to her. And because they had their own issues, it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. And sometimes that happens, but they pushed through and, you know, they they have, it seems like they have a way better relationship. Um, and during this week's episode, um, she reckons she told us everybody the audience that she reconciled with Alex Media as well, which was one of the people that was in on the joke. Um, and she expressed, you know, basically how the joke made her feel. And he apologized and said, you know, I honestly didn't know that. Now that I'm older, I understand exactly where you're coming from, you know, but that wasn't my intentions. Weezy was able to tell her intentions. And Mandy told her them how she felt. Apparently, people are, you know, cussing her out about saying, like, she's an egomaniac and she shouldn't feel no way and she's making this about her. And the joke was about her. The joke was about her. And she has every right not to find a joke about her funny. And I wanted to say this, like, every joke does not deserve laughter. And for some reason, as cancel culture, it is these days, there are people, more people that just feel like they can say whatever the hell they want to say and that you should just take things on a chin. There are a lot of things about me that people don't know. I don't play, they, I don't make jokes at people's expense. I would never like even play with nothing like that. You don't get too tell people how to live at a joke about them. If you make a joke about somebody and they don't find it funny, then they don't find it funny. Trying to convince another woman that a joke about her 
her body and her sexuality is funny when the joke itself was not funny. And if she did not find it funny and she felt disrespected, the only response that y'all could have is, that's your experience. And you apologize and you say, listen, that wasn't my intentions, but that was the outcome. And that comes in. Y'all don't know these people. Y'all do not know these people. You cannot tell somebody to laugh at a joke about themselves from people that they're supposed to work with. That's weird. She didn't find it funny. And I understood why she got as sensitive Yes, their show is called Horrible Decisions. Yes, they talk about sexuality, their sex experiences, and they interview people that are sex workers and everything else. Yes, they do all of that, right? However, that does not give anybody the right to disrespect their sexuality, disrespect their body, disrespect their character. You don't get to do that. And you don't get to do it at their expense. And like she said... Calling, basically saying that somebody sexed the pounds off of her when she was plus size. She had just literally had weight loss surgery. Y'all don't know an experience unless you understand her. You don't know her experience with her weight. To say something like that. First of all, when you get that weight loss surgery, you have to go into deep therapy. <laughs> you have to talk to a therapist. You There's so much about getting that. You know, I think she got the gastric sleeve. I believe I remember her saying it. Um, that's what's coming to my mind. You know, that's a total lifestyle change. She will never eat food the same way. To make that joke and then to tell somebody that the joke was funny, even seven years later, y'all are y'all have not evolved and are trying to convince this girl that she should not have been upset about a joke that everybody on that couch said. You know, looking back, it was wrong and you had a right to feel disrespected. I had people that I was friends with make a joke about me that I didn't find funny. I don't find that funny. And I'm going to say it every single time. I don't find it funny. And if I move back because you think the joke is still funny, you want to run it back. We're not cool. Because I told your ass before I ain't like that shit. If somebody tells you they don't like something that you do towards them, it's not about your intentions in it. It's not about, oh, it's just a joke or, hey, I didn't mean any harm. It doesn't matter what you meant. The outcome is the outcome. You, that means you're doing it at the expense of someone else. So if I make a joke that is derogatory towards you and I say, oh, it's just in good laughs and you're like, Okay, but I don't find that funny. So please don't do that again. And I say, but it's just a joke. Okay, but I don't find that funny. Could you not do that again? But I just don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't get why you don't get it's a joke. Because a joke ain't funny. Every joke is not going to get a laugh. And y'all are not comedians. <laughs> you don't, and even comedians get booed. That joke wasn't funny. That was a bust. That was terrible. Terp. Like I was watching, um, though I, I do watch Don't Call Me White Girl because we kind of don't talk about the same topics, but she had me cracking up when she was talking about comics back in the day, probably weren't that funny, but it was just so taboo to curse that if you look back at their jokes, it's like they just like, oh shit, motherfucker, damn, this. And it's just like they just cussing. They're not making any jokes, but it's just like it was so rare for people to curse, like in the 90s, like so blatantly they just be saying cuss words and it's like uh okay you just cussing at this point you just saying anything derogatory just to get a laugh but if you actually are funny people gonna laugh people gonna laugh and it's not gonna you can if you're a funny person you can make a joke that's not at the expense of another person especially a person that you are standing in front of and if this person can honestly still say Hey, I don't hate this person. I just want them to understand from my perspective why I reacted the way that I did. Because I don't feel like I explained myself as well as I did back then because I was angry. 
But through therapy, I can honestly tell you why that hurt me, why that bothered me. And obviously, because the people on that couch with her matured, they can honestly say, okay, I get it. But I just want you to know that from, like with Weezy, from her perspective, she didn't even know if it was real or not because she wasn't even talking to you. And she was honestly thrown for a loop. And, you know, because of the nature of, one, that y'all were young, and two, y'all weren't getting along, she messed up. You know what I mean? Alex messed up with going along with the joke. They should have just straight up apologized, and but they were, like, arguing on social media. And she felt ganged up on. And I got what she was saying. Somebody that I'm paying making a joke about me is crazy. And especially about things I have struggled with. You know, that it just gets weird when y'all want to tell people how to feel about things that were made against them at their expense. And to tell them that, oh, it wasn't that deep. You don't know what's deep. People hurt themselves every single day for things that a lot of people didn't think was that deep. Like, I and I honestly, I, I kind of hate when people do that. Or tell people, like, you're being dramatic. I used to hear that shit all the time. And it's like, it just means that you want me to be okay with being disrespected. Because you have normalized disrespect in your life. You want me to normalize it in mine. And I, I will never be able to swallow disrespect. I will never be able to be okay with you disrespecting me. I don't care how funny you think you are. I will never allow you to get away with disrespecting me. I will always address disrespect. Now, I might not carry it with me, but I'm not, I don't have to get used to being disrespected. Like, that's freaking insane. Um, And I think we have to have higher conversations about intentions and outcomes. Honestly, you know, and allowing people to have the experience that they had in their life. Especially when you meant to cause harm. Just like that article with the Neighborhood Talk and People magazine. They can say, oh, we were just letting people know what's going on. Y'all don't know she put got back on medicine right after that. Y'all don't know enough about that girl. But y'all intention was to cause engagement and the best way to get engagement is not through positivity on the Instagram. It's through negativity. People make so much money from other people's negativity that they just spew it out in the world. When Andrew Schultz made that joke about Mandy, it was because he knew that one thing about it, two things for sure, ignorant people are going to laugh at a fat joke. And ignorant men are going to find a joke about, you know, sex with another, with, you know, a sexual joke about a woman is going to, they're going to laugh at it. And that's why he did it. He could have easily said Wheezy because she was standing right there, but he made that joke about Mandy for a reason. It's just disgusting. Um, But yeah, let me know your thoughts about this week's podcast. Also, don't forget that February for our Read and Glove, we are throwing it back and listen and reading Fly Girl by Umar Tyreek. You can find it on Audible. You can find it on Amazon Kindle. You can find it on Nook, the Libby app. Anything you listen or read books at, go check it out. Go to your... I think oh, I think I seen that Uncle Bobby's before. You can even go check out Omar Tyree on Instagram. I don't know his Instagram, but find him and find out where you can get the book. Um, and get ready to read with us. Our first, um, we'll be reading it throughout February, and our um group will meet in the beginning of March. Um, by mid February, I will announce the March read. Um, so yeah, get ready. We're going to do this reading glow thing because the girlies are getting back into books and I love to hear it. Every time y'all DM me and message me and let me know that y'all are back in these reading streets, I just proud chef's kiss. It makes me happy. So we're going to throw it back and listen to a read. I'm going to read it. Fly girl again. I don't really do audible for those type of books, but yeah, y'all do audible. Listen to it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the nuances 
of the 80s, talk about things that wouldn't pass today, our thoughts, and um, a deeper conversation about um, just different things and different subject matter, which is in this book. And I really love this book. It's a really great coming of age story. And I want to know if you guys think some of the ways that I've been thinking about this book for years. So um, check it out. Again, our February Read and Glow is Fly, Fly Girl by Umar Tari. Also, to know any updates about the podcast, I'm more than likely on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. We also have a TikTok at, I mean, a Twitter and a uh, TikTok, Just Let It Glow. Um, so check me out there, but I mostly post on Instagram. It's just easier for me. So check out our Instagram at JST Let It Glow. Um, and you can follow me at I am DeAndre Kiera. Um, and thank you for tuning in. If you want to collab or if you have any advice questions, please email me at justletitgoldpie at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend because we're trying to grow this year. We're growing this year. So we're growing and glowing. So make sure you share the glow with everybody you know. Ah, that was bars. Okay. All right, guys. Good night. <laughs>